0: Welcome to Rebel Radio, the place to be for entrepreneurs who are hungry for impact and doing business their own way. I'm Cindy Van Arnhem, your rebellious leader for the healers and coaches willing to do what it takes to activate their limitless wealth through the power of self-mastery. The key to claiming your potential, trusting your wisdom, and creating infinite possibility in your world. I am so excited for yet another epic Revel radio conversation with my new friend, Robert Riopel. Thank you for being on the show. I'm so excited that you're here. We literally just met, what, five minutes ago, and already we've discovered that we used to live in the same
1: town. Yeah, and we discovered that we both have warped sense of humors, and, and we're just going to have fun.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm so excited you're here. Tell us a little bit about who you are.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. you know, I was actually, and you you may find this hard to believe because you just, you know, were giving me information on my numerology. But I, growing up, I was such an in-the-box thinker. I was Mm -hmm. taught that you don't think outside the box. You don't question. Um, When it comes to work, you find a job that gives you security and income, even if you don't like it. You do Mm -hmm. it to take care of your family. And I joke with people and I let them know. I say, you know, my wife, I was innocent, Cindy, until I met my wife. (laughs) And then she, she corrupted me in so many good ways. Um, You know, we, we met when we were 13. We actually started dating when we were 16. We got married when we were 19. And then we actually just celebrated our 32nd wedding anniversary. Don't do the math on my age. Don't do the math on my age. (laughs) And um, you know, she's the reason why I get to live the authentic life I do now, because it was, if it was left up to me, I'd be miserable in a job. But I'd be doing it and giving it everything I have because that's what you do Right. And I w- I w- versus living my passion versus doing what I love to do and impacting people. So, you know, I'm, I'm an international best-selling author. I'm mm-hmm. an app designer. I'm a serial entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And I've been blessed for last 18 plus years to travel around the world impacting lives. And I've personally taught over half a million students um, in anywhere from 100 students at a time to 6,000 at a time three to five day trainings where I'm on stage up to 12 hours a day. So that's a little bit about who I am.
0: I love it. I love it. That's my dream life. Being on stage and teaching and helping people and impacting people. Oh, yeah.
1: Nothing greater than when you see the light come on in someone's eyes for the first time in a yeah. long time. And all of a sudden they get it. They, they're they like, Oh my goodness. I actually can enjoy life. I actually can get through this. I don't have to be so stressed out. Uh, it's, it's amazing to see.
0: Oh, so good. So good. So, you know, we were talking about your wife and we're talking about numerology. Your wife's actually a numerologist as well, which I find super fascinating, but we're talking about how, you know, when you grew up, it was all about living in a box. But what I shared about your numerology is the exact opposite of that.
1: Yeah. And and that's what's so interesting about it. Right. Because, Mm. and, and and I was getting such um, mixed messages too. So my parents, an example, they'd say, Robert, you can do whatever you want to do, whatever you dream of. And that's what they would say. But especially when I was young and still living in British Columbia, where I was born, it was, we were moving constantly because my parents, just to keep supporting the family, we were moving from town to town, place to place, just for them to work. And so Mm -hmm. on one hand, they're going, you can do whatever you want. But what they were modeling was them doing what they had to do. And so those two um, you know, the whatever you call it, where they're hitting each other. And mm-hmm. it, it was in my mind, I'm going, what do I believe? And it wasn't until we moved to Alberta that we actually settled down. And, it, and when you're sharing my numerology, one thing that people don't know about me, Cindy, is I'm actually a very shy person and mm-hmm. by nature. And they'd look, well, you're on stage, you're around the world. What do you mean you're shy? <laughs> but I hide my shyness by being outgoing because as a kid, when I didn't know how long I was going to be somewhere, especially in school, and I wanted to make friends. And, and most schools, I was there for maybe six months. Mm-hmm. Is I wanted to make friends quickly because I didn't want to be lonely. I did not want to have friends. So I'd do some pretty strange things to get friends. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love it. I love it. Yeah, that's totally true. And especially, you know, the seven is always living on the edge of whatever it is. It's that innovation and just stepping outside of the box. When you use that language, I was like, oh, that's funny. No wonder you were miserable. (laughs) But even that and going to find new friends and being innovative about that. Like that's, I love that. That's so cool. Yeah. And
1: even, you know, I I remember I moved to Red Deer, Alberta, when we first moved in and we're in this area that's two rows of houses so we're in townhouses and i didn't know at the time cindy we were on the wrong side of the tracks i didn't know we were poor i didn't know we were one of those families right and all these kids are out in the playground and they're playing soccer and i'm watching them and i've never played soccer and i'm watching them and i finally got up the courage because i'm watching i'm like i gotta say something and i finally got up the courage and i said can i play and they all stopped and they looked at me and they're like, no. And they kept playing. And I don't know why, but then the next words out of my mouth was, I said, fine, I'll play against all of you. I'll take you all on in a game and I'll win. <laughs> <laughs> now, not knowing they were all in soccer league. Well, let's just say the game did not last very long, but it broke the ice. And me, this was the first place we spent more than a year at. And one of the kids became my best friend. And Mm -hmm. even today we still stay connected, you know, so many years later. And it was from that moment of doing that crazy thing of I'll take you all off. (laughs) I
0: love that. That's such a seven move. So good. (laughs) (laughs) So who are you most motivated to serve? You want to create impact. Obviously, you're doing that, but I'm curious who who is it that you're of service to? Uh,
1: it it may sound weird, but just individuals. Um, my mission in life is to guide and assist individuals in not only identifying, but living their purpose with passion. Mm. Uh, passion is my favorite word in the whole world. And, and and like I say, when when I'm watching people and they get lit, I, I, it lights me up. And when I'm living my passion, that's when I'm having the most amazing time. And even even if it's something I don't enjoy doing, I can do it with passion. Mm-hmm. Still. And, and that's kind of the difference. And so uh, individuals, and I've had students from you know, seven years of age to 92 years of age. Oh, wow. And uh, yeah, and I don't believe you're ever too young or too old mm-hmm. to really tap into your passion. So I don't know if that answers your question.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And it's kind of how I, uh, how I see myself too. It's like, I want to touch 8 billion lives. So that's everybody.
1: <laughs> yep. But, and what's interesting is when I became a trainer, it, it started with, because here we are, my wife and I are over $150,000 in debt. We're Domino's Pizza franchisees. By standards, we're successful, but we're actually spending more money than we're earning. Mm -hmm. And I know, Cindy, you probably know no one who does any of that. No one ever spends more money than they earn, right? And we're we're franchisee for eight years at this point. We're stressed out beyond belief. And that's when we're introduced to personal development. And all of a sudden, here we are. We we go to a three-day weekend that not only allows us to understand why we're in debt, Mm -hmm. but we took ownership that we're the ones that created it. Quit blaming other people, take ownership, but then we learned specific skills to get out of the debt. And we did something that most people don't do. And I guess it's really part of the seven that, you know, my numerology is we actually took action on what we learned. Mm-hmm. You know, the un, the unfortunate statistic in North America is only seven, or sorry, only 3% of people will actually use what they learn. Right. But my wife and I, we're at that point in our life where we don't have a choice. We're putting this in practice. And it changed our life because also next thing you know, we end up going from $150,000 in debt to being retired completely financially free nine months later at the age of 32. Oh, that's and, and that's what our mindset, our minds went, wow, if that information gave us that result, what would more doing? And this is where we dove into learning. And I found my passion was to teach. And it all started with the mindset. If I could even help just one person, one person do what my wife and I had accomplished, go from financial stress and debt to financial freedom, it'd make it all worthwhile. Yeah. And with that focus on only helping one person, that's what launched me into doing what I do today and having the amazingly blessed life that I have today.
0: I love that. So nine months debt-free and
1: financially free and well, see, Now notice, see, and I love that the way you just framed it because – you, your mind actually took it in a direction of inaccuracy
0: mm-hmm.
1: based on what you thought mm-hmm. debt-free and, and financial-free is. See, I didn't say I went. Oh, you froze there for a minute. $150,000 oh. in debt to wealthy.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about wealth here in a minute. So I'm curious to know yeah. what what that means to you. But before we get to that, this, this concept of taking where you were at and really taking responsibility and ownership for how you got there, and then coming to this place of financial freedom, it must have taken a deep level of self-mastery to do that. And I am really curious how you define self-mastery.
1: Mm. For me, it's um, a continual journey. Uh, I didn't believe in personal development.
0: Mm. My brother in
1: law had actually come to me one day and he said, Hey, I just received these cassette tapes from Tony Robbins. Oh, you need yes. to listen to them. The famous Tony Robbins cassette tapes. I've got right? those. <laughs> yeah. And I, I looked at him. I'm like, I don't need to listen to that stuff because I didn't believe in it. Right. right. I was very close minded on a lot of things. Um, and so for me, self mastery, because when I started learning and we started, my wife and I, one thing we believe never just learn one way. Mm. Learn from as many people as you can. Mm -hmm. Um, The reason I call my book Success Left a Clue is because when you learn from a lot of people, look for the little clues that each person has. Nuggets of gold. Uh, Because if you only learn one way, you're now limiting yourself and you're putting yourself into tunnel vision. Mm -hmm. So even if you go, well, that was an absolutely terrible training. Okay, great. But did you, could you take one thing away from it? So for me, self-mastery is the continuous journey. And, uh, and being willing to take the deep dive, be willing to be real with yourself, um, surrounding yourself with people that are growth mind. Mm-hmm. And there's a difference between a growth minded person and a like minded person, mm-hmm. you know, because you hear the saying all the time, Cindy, um, you're the average of the five people you spend most time with.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, if you're all like minded, and you're in a group of complainers, you're all going to be complainers, right, And right, <laughs> right. A growth-minded person, and it, this was actually something I even just learned last year that has changed my whole perspective, my, one of my mentors said, he said, you know, difference between like-minded and growth-minded, and he kind of used an example of, if you and I were to say, hey, we're going to go to the beach, let's go down to the bus stop, and maybe we meet up three other people, well, the five of us, we're all like-minded, we're waiting for the bus to take us to the beach, and the only place it's going to take us is to the beach, it's not going to make us successful. A growth minded person, not only are they the ones to cheer you on when you're doing well, pick you up when you're not doing well, but they're also the ones that are willing, willing to have the tough conversations, including ass kicking when you need it. Mm -hmm. You know, like I said, if if it wasn't for my wife, I would be miserable in a job. But there's times where because the gift we give each other is we're not willing to allow the other person to play smaller than they are. Even if it means like, wake up, you know, (laughs) I think, because we all go to sleep sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so I was so conditioned to just, you know, stay in this box. I'd be in a job, I'd be miserable. Now, I'd I'd still give it my 100% because that's what I learned to do as well. But Mm. I'd be miserable in it instead of living my passion. So self mastery is always like today, I train around the world, but you better believe I'm in the audience of as many. Um trainings as i can because yeah. the moment i think i know it all i'm done right <laughs> like I'm simple, so. yes
0: yeah absolutely i remember going to a t Harvecker event a long time ago i was part of his quantum leap program and that was one of the things is the moment you hear somebody say i know that it means they're mm-hmm. not living it and it's time to go back for, to the basics
1: now and you you realize that's the program that changed my life oh yeah and, I wonder if
0: we were in the same program.
1: <laughs> um, and I actually became his very first protege. I was a person that um, trained almost all the trainers he uses around the world. And even up until COVID, that's what I was training all over the world with his material.
0: Ah, small world. Yeah, Warrior it Camp is. changed my life. Warrior Camp is okay, everything. When,
1: what year did you do Warrior?
0: Oh, uh, That would have been like 2007 or something, 2008
1: maybe. Do you remember who led the camp? Uh, it was uh,
0: Kieran Sweeney.
1: I trained Kieran. Um,
0: Small world. He was,
1: he was about the fifth person I trained. And that's yeah, hilarious. So I've actually trained more warrior camps around the world than anybody, including Harv. Oh,
0: I love it. Yeah, I got to meet T. Harv Eker once at an event that we was at. And
1: yeah, it was really cool. It was really cool. Yeah, yeah. And it was a million or mine intensive that changed my financial life. And that's why, um, you know, and he had no trainers. He was only in Alberta and BC at the time. And then um, we started going into Seattle area and then down to California. And that's when in 2004, I did the very first MMI where Harb wasn't even around in the city. We broke the mold, showed someone else could teach it other than yeah. him. Uh, and then we exploded around the world. Ah, I love it.
0: So cool. So let's bring this conversation back to wealth. Cause I wealth is very important here at rebel radio, but we get this concept in our minds that wealth is about money. And I am really curious <laughs> how you define wealth.
1: You have to cover all areas. We are such holistic people. You have to cover it in the mental, emotional, spiritual, physical, and yeah. financial. Yes. You've got to cover all areas of life. And so because my wife, the way she um, signs emails and that is um, to your health and wealth, because without mm. health, what is wealth? Right. You know, and, and that's the key. So wealth to me is having that holistic wealth. How are you doing in your relationships? How are you doing in your health? Look, the first four and a half years i was training i trained so much i actually overlived my passion and not only did i get burnt out but i actually ended up um, herniating a disc and going through two back surgeries Oof. because i wasn't taking care of me i right. was letting that part of my wealth go because i was so giving of my passion and this is one of the things i talk about as an example my um four phases of life is you've got to take care of you you've got to pamper you and you find time and I'll put that on my calendar first is those pieces to really allow me to have balance so that when it's time for me to full on energy, I have the mental, the emotional, spiritual, physical, you know, ability to go full on, even if it's a long 12 hour day on stage.
0: Yes. I love that so much. And I always say, you know, fill your own cup first, because otherwise you're just giving, 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 and you're depleting yourself and having that well-rounded and taking care of your health and your well-being and your relationships and, and your money too. (laughs) It's included in that.
1: Look at wealth rule number one, pay yourself first. So (laughs) if you're doing that with money, why wouldn't you do it
0: with everything everything else.
1: else? Yeah.
0: Yeah exactly i work with a lot of healers um, your wife does reiki as well i work with healers teachers coaches and it's it's almost like this you know spiritual thing that we think we just have to give and give and give and give and give and, give, and we re- forget to receive and i remember yeah. hearings from one of my mentors about a year and a half ago that the first thing a baby does when it's born is receive breath
1: mm-hmm. and then it
0: starts screaming
1: So we were
0: born to receive first. Exactly. I
1: love that. I love
0: that. Wow. That was a a game changer for me. I was like, oh, my God. Okay, receive. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So what is one truth that you wish every entrepreneur knew?
1: (laughs) First of all, be you. And don't think you have to know everything because you will never. So be willing to ask for help. And wow. accept it. Not just ask, but actually then accept it. <laughs>
0: I, right. I mean, Receive it.
1: Right. <laughs> I'm I'm actually rereading right now. I'm rereading emyth by Michael Gerber.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: you know, even though it's 25 plus years ago he wrote it, it is so true for entrepreneurs today. It's know what you're good at. And it's something um that anchored in for me when a mentor taught me um a few years ago. He said, in business you're only allowed to do what only you can do.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Everything else, you systematize it and you find um, someone else to do it. So me, when I contract out to train, I'm the only one that can actually step on the stage and do the training. I can't take the contract and then say, I'm going to send Billy, Mm -hmm. their contract. So that's the only thing that I can only do in my um, business. So I don't do the social media. I don't do all the other things that I could do it, and, and when my wife and I first became Donald's Pizza Franchisees, as an example, one of our mindsets, because when we became franchisees, we knew how to run a store, mm-hmm. but we didn't know how to run a business. And that's the difference between being just employing yourself and giving yourself another job and actually truly being an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And one of, the, one of our mindsets was in the beginning is we can't afford an accountant, so we'll do the accounting on our own. Right. Oh my goodness! What a shit show that was, right? Because <laughs> here we are working seven days a week, open to close, and then thinking we're going to do the accounting as well. Yeah, you, you may as well give yourself twelve jobs, right? Right. And and here's here's what our here here was our philosophy, especially when we started in Dalmo. If there's money in the bank, we must be doing okay. Oh <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. and a, and it was a, I think two years in, just over two years in, when we finally had to get caught called from CRA and stuff like that. We had to get caught up on our accounting. accounting. And often when we did, people looked at us and go, um, how did you guys make it the last two years? You should have gone bankrupt. There's no, and thank goodness at that time, ignorance was bliss. And, and that's why today, every business I start, even before I start, purchase the business, whatever it is, my accounting team, we circle up, we go through what do we need to do, what are the proper steps. And, and that's before we do it because that's how important accounting is you know, and people yeah. go, but Robert, an account can be expensive. No, if they're good, they'll save you way more money than they ever cost you. Absolutely. Way more money. And then you yeah. take the stress load off as well of mm-hmm. you trying to figure out on your own, it, it it pays dividends in so many ways in all areas of your life. So yeah, yeah it, be willing to ask for that help and accept it. And then just be focus on doing what you're good at. Systemi- mm-hmm. Systematize everything so that <sighs> And, and make it so simple. And I say make it like a that a third grader, if they've never done a job, if you have this your operating procedures, that someone can come in, read it, and have a basic idea of what needs to be done in that job. Mm-hmm. You've got to make it that simple to understand. And with yeah. today's technology, you can do that so easily. You can have mm-hmm. everything documented so easily. I, I just finally, you know, Wendy or Cindy, I brought on my first ever, ever virtual assistant. And I'm oh, like, fun. why? I'm like, why did it take me so long? <laughs> and one was so good, I already have a second. And she oversees yeah. the second. I don't even <laughs> have to worry about it. And she's taken over my whole social media because with COVID, I've had to reinvent. Mm-hmm. See, that's another thing for an entrepreneur. And I know you asked for one, but I'm going to give you another. Oh, As we an like more than one. <laughs> okay, good. Two most important words that I've come across What's next?
0: Mm-hmm. What's next? Yeah.
1: You know, March 10th, 2020, I land back in Canada from doing a three-day intensive training in India. March 11th, my I get locked down. All my live events around the world get canceled. Mm-hmm. And I, I went into victim role for a week and a half, two weeks, got really sick. Oh, my God, did I have this COVID thing, all that. The mind is so powerful.
0: Mm-hmm. But when I
1: came out of it, my wife and I are like, okay, what's next? And we had to do a total reinvent, mm-hmm. total reinvent. And it's like, we don't know how long it's gonna be. We never imagined be still a year and a half later and still not traveling. The only trip I've done in a year and a half, and picture this, I've gone from over 200,000 miles a year on average of flying down to zero. And the only trip, actually, I landed in Canada on March 10th, 2020. March 10th, 2021, I boarded a plane for the first time in exactly a year and flew to Dubai for my first training in a year.
0: And my wow. first time in
1: Dubai. And you said you lived in Dubai. I'm like, oh, "Oh, that's so
0: cool. (laughs) (laughs) There's so many connections here. I love it. I love it. Right? Yeah, I love that concept of what's next. And that's something that I teach because I actually, here's another connection. I used to be a virtual assistant. And... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I knew you'd get a kick out of that. So that's how I started my business for seven years, six years ago. And what I quickly realized was I was really good at all of it, but I hated it. And I was miserable. Right. And I stuck myself in that box. And I was working to the bone and PayPal to PayPal, borrowing from the bank of mom, I was just struggling. But what I realized in that was how important it is to have those structures and systems now i'm a ruling Mm -hmm. number four i like structures and systems so i don't have any resistance to them but now i have a full va agency that takes care of all of the things that i don't want to do and i get to be in my zone of genius as an operations officer and make sure that all the standard operating procedures are in there and i loved how you say make it so a three-year-old can do it i literally write sentences in my sops that say log to facebook
1: here's the yep. login,
0: navigate to this Facebook group, download video. Like I make it that simple so that I can just send it to anybody.
1: That's right. And, and that's, and people go, but i I'm an entrepreneur. I've got to do it. it. They won't do it as well as I can. No, you don't. And even if they don't do it as well as you can, what is your, the freedom of your zone of genius time worth? You know, when, when I break down what my hourly rate would be doing my zone of genius versus Versus me trying to do all the little things, you know. Mm-hmm. I've, i my the first weekend we ever went to Asia, we did an event in Singapore, six thousand students, six and a half million dollars in sales that weekend. Mm-hmm. Hmm. What do you think my hourly rate is for something like that? But no, I better take a fifteen dollar an hour position of doing this. And look, I, I'm, I'm the one that was the worst at thinking I had to do it all thinking I had to do it all you know I um, when we took over the store in uh West Kelowna States or what used to be called West Bank we took a store there out of bankruptcy and we went from having our commissary supply all the food to and two shipments a a week to only one shipment a week which meant we had to make our own dough Mm -hmm. and so because you this is what you had to do I my wife and I would work a full shift then we'd go to the back hook up the hockey stick dough maker and make a hundred trays of dough doing this. And what do you think this repetitious um, you know, <laughs> movement caused? I mm. end up going through two carpal sur- um, tunnel surgeries from uh-huh. rolling dough. And, and that to me is a great example of what entrepreneurs are doing to themselves. Mm-hmm. Literally killing yourself. You, absolutely. And yeah. so people go, oh my God, then why do I want to be an entrepreneur? Be an entrepreneur in your zone of genius, your sh- zone of expertise allow other people to do the other things that allow you to do what you love so that you wake up in the morning and instead of going, oh, here we go again, you wake up in the morning going, yeah, baby, I'm ready to go. Right? Exactly.
0: Yes. And that's, how. I mean, I went from absolute misery as a VA to what I do now. I wake up every morning. am like, oh, what's on my calendar today? And I get so excited because right? there's never anything on my calendar that I don't like to do or that I'm not passionate about. Oh, see,
1: that's another thing we have in common. One of my number one rules, if you don't enjoy doing what you're doing, do something else. Right. <laughs> simple.
0: Life is way too <laughs> <long> and short.
1: <laughs> and so am I. But actually, I'm not short. Sure. I'm I'm more grounded. I'm more grounded. Nice.
0: I like it. That's a good way of putting it.
1: <laughs> and I'm and I'm not bald. I'm aerodynamic. I walk 20% faster than other people. Just saying. Half page, just saying. <laughs> Oh, Robert,
0: it's been a pleasure having you on the show. I feel like I could talk to you all day long. We have so much in common. I love it. But as always, we end the show with one last question.
1: Yeah. What do you dream
0: of for the world?
1: Mm-hmm. I believe that the greatest gift that anybody can give this planet is to be themselves. Mm-hmm. Be authentic. And because one of thing, here's what's going to happen. When you are truly you, either people are going to like you or they're not. And if mm-hmm. they like you, that's awesome. If they don't like you, that's awesome. Right. And you know, because I I was a world-class gold medalist people pleaser. Oh, and I, I got that card like, too. <laughs> right? I'd <was laughs> like that little puppy dog, especially if I wanted you to like me. It was like, wait, wait, wait. And I would it was, the reaction I usually get would be like, get away from me, you freak. <laughs> right? right. You're a bit much. <laughs> so, yeah, so really be you, and because yeah. that is the greatest gift you can give the world. And yeah. believe it or not, the world is waiting for you to show up and, and live your gift.
0: Mm-hmm. Live it.
1: Not just to think about it, but to actually live it, because you'll never know who you're going to impact. You may, it may not, and, and the beautiful part, uh, Cindy, is you never have to know who you're impacting. <laughs> you know, one of my quotes from my book is, you will either affect people with your greatness, or you'll infect them with your mediocrity. And I yeah. believe, I believe way too many people are playing mediocre lives right now. And so when you step into your greatness with authenticity and with confidence, not arrogance, <laughs>
0: you know, with,
1: with confidence, that's the gift that you give will blow your mind. And, and that's, you know, I love when people come up and they say, you remember when you said this? Here's how it changed my life. And you and there's even people that you talk about the ripple effect. There's I've I've personally trained over half a million students, but they've gone back into their lives and I don't even know who they've impacted, who they've impacted, who they've impacted. And so I'm not interested anymore in the ripple effect. I want to create a freaking tsunami of change around yes. the world. Right? So oh my gosh.
0: I'm in on that one. <laughs> I love it.
1: And What I'd love to do, you know, as a gift to your audience, because you are so gracious to have me on, is my first book, Success Left a Clue, is I'd love to give everybody access to the digital copy as our gift to them um, for you having me here as a guest on your podcast.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you so much. I'm sure the audience is going to love that. Thank
1: you. Yeah. But it does come with a caveat, though. Mm -hmm. It's not not a book that you read and put on the shelf and it becomes shelf help. I wrote it, you know, in the six steps. Number three is taking action. So I actually wrote it as a an operations manual. I wrote it as a workbook. So all the way through I have action steps, and I'll actually say, before you read any further, do this action step. Then the next chapter mm. says, Did you do the last action? If not, stop right now, go back and do that action. Because I don't do want the people to not change it. Yeah. yeah. If they do the six steps, they'll be able to. And they just go to RobertrealPell.com, which is my website. Um, my name, easy peasy and they'll be able to get the digital copy, utilize it, and watch how it'll impact your life.
0: Beautiful. And I'll make sure that there's a link in the show notes for everybody as well. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show, Robert. It's been a pleasure.
1: Absolutely. I appreciate it. And I'm looking forward to getting to know you more because we have so much quirkiness in common.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for joining us for another epic episode of Rebel Radio. If you feel so inspired and you wish to help out another entrepreneur, share this episode out, leave a review. And of course, if you want to know how to leverage this information, visit my website, cindyvanarnum.com and where you can discover who you are, what you want, and how to get it. Thanks for joining us, and I'll see you next week.